Welcome to It's a Single Mom Club, the show for single moms by single moms. This is Sherry, your host, and I am happy you are here today. Remember, it's a single mom thing and not the single thing that stops you. Well, good day, my fellow solo soldiers. It is so great to be back and sharing what God put on my heart for you today. Now, before we get down to some podcast business, I do hope that you got down to some co-parenting business, developing those business meetings and some team work. Team, remember that is spelt T-E-A-M-M. And if you remember, that means the end adult matters most. Who? No, not you, silly. Your kiddos. Now, if you feel as far out as a foul ball hit in left field and have no clue as to what I am referring to, and you are in a co-parenting relationship, I would encourage you to dive into our three-part co-parenting series with Jay and Tammy Daughtry of Co-Parenting International. Now, even if you aren't a co-parent, but maybe you know somebody who is, and they are really struggling with areas like the handoff, dating, positive parenting, step-parent introductions, or even considering blending their families with someone, you could be the one person who could be of inspiration and you could share this information with them. Now, despite their feelings and frustrations, or if it is you who is listening that I am now talking to, despite your feelings and frustration, co-parenting really is possible and it doesn't always have to be complicated. Even if the other co-parent doesn't want to co-parent well with you, you can still do well with your children by putting your kids as a priority over the pain or even the desire to cause some pain. Now, This is for those who can hate and relate. And I'm just saying, you need to remember that you are too grateful to be hateful. Which tees up our topic today, taking co-parenting and parenting for that matter to the next level. Grace, even if. Welcome back to another episode of It's a Single Mom Thing. So, yes, I am going there today, and on what better day than Easter Sunday? Now, before you turn off this podcast or you put your head down in frustration, even if you think you know where I am going with this, extend yourself some grace to erase and replace that thought with this. You are loved. You are loved even if You yelled at your kids this week and then gave them the silent treatment. You are loved even if you prayed for the other parent to experience some pain this week. You are loved even if you were the co-parent of chaos. You are loved even if you were the one that filed for the divorce. You are loved even if you put your needs above your kids. You are loved even if you cheated on your spouse. You are loved even if in this moment you wish you weren't a parent. You are loved even if you cut God out of your marriage, 
co-parenting plan, or even your life. You are loved even if. Now, while I don't condone, recommend, or judge you if you do any of the aforementioned afterthoughts, even if you did or are considering it, I am here to tell you, you are loved and never an afterthought. As Christians, you know you are always in his thoughts, even if he is not always in yours. Now, taking it one step further, even if you are not a Christian, you are loved. It was the love of the Father and the man on the middle cross that said we could come. Luke 23, 43. As he crossed out our sins, and I just added that, that's my version of what he did. Now, most of you are well aware of the story of the two guys who were on either side of Jesus on the cross. They were both thieves, right? Now, one rebuked Jesus and the other remembered him. It was the guy on the right side who remembered him ending up on the right side of eternity. Now, one thing to note about this guy, he wasn't a wise guy. He didn't attend any Bible studies, read scripture, go to temple, stand on a corner with a sign, feed the homeless, or tithe. He was a thief. It was his actions that landed him on the cross. But it was the action of the man on the middle cross that crossed out his actions when he repented. Remembering who Jesus was and who he was, a thief. He took from society. He gave nothing back. He didn't deserve paradise. He deserved to be persecuted. Clearly, he certainly didn't do anything to earn it. But yet, it was freely given to him. Why? It was grace that erased and replaced all of his even ifs. So, why do you think those around you have to earn it? Hint, hint, that may be the other parent. Or is it because you think they don't deserve it? Grace, even if. Now, if any of your answers are based on the following facts. The other parent is always late to pick up our kiddos when it is their turn. The other parent always has an excuse as to why they can't pay their portion of the child support. The other parent is never available to take off of work when your kids are sick. The other parent always brings their dates around your kids. The other parent cheated on me with my best friend. The other parent refuses mediation and now I am drowning in divorce debt. You need to do a holy hold up, wait a minute, who paid your debt? Mm-hmm, I know that's right. Grace, even if the other parent wants nothing to do with you or your kiddos and you are left with the debt. You be the person on the right side of the cross and remember who erased your debt. Give God your grief so you can give the same grace that was extended to you when you 
didn't deserve it either. Now, hear me. Like I said in the beginning of the podcast, I am not condoning or judging for any of these actions that on the part of the other co-parent, nor do I think you should react to them in a way that is going to have you go out of bounds nor bind you. Sometimes to extend grace, you have to remember three things. One, whose you are. Two, who you are. And three, who your audience is. Meaning, are they lost? Whether they are lost in their fury and not in their faith at the moment, or they are even without faith. Because let me tell you, lost people do what lost people do. They haven't found what you have, or in some cases, forget they to have it if they are a believer. In the case of someone without faith, they aren't even capable of giving or loving the way God loves and or taught you. They don't even understand it and may go as far as to rebuke you like the guy that went left on the left side of the cross. Now, maybe, just maybe, with you showing some grace, they will find it. Because they see or hear something different from you, especially when it's in a situation when they deserve the hammer to come down from you. In other situations, there are those who you love them right where they are at or from far away. Giving grace for they know not what their actions do to you. Now, not to be confused with, I am a doormat, why don't you just walk all over me? But maybe instead, I will bite my tongue. I will turn the other cheek. Or I will pray for you through the pain that you are causing me right now. Remember, it's not their actions or your actions as a co-parent that is really important here. No action on part of the thief saved him for eternity. It was the man on the middle cross. It was his action that is the point here. So, if in any of the situations I described, or even if you have one that I didn't think of, grace is the space that sets you and the other person free. The other person may not have grounds for your grace, but as one who is grounded in their faith, you need to give it. As I close, I know that especially when we are talking about the other parent, grace is not always the gift you want to give them. But if we go back through the thought of being in the business of co-parenting and team work, grace will work in favor of the end adult that matters most, your kiddos. When your kiddos watch and witness you extend grace, when they too think you should extend something different, they are given a gift too. In fact, it is a gift that will keep on giving when it is their turn to give it. Whether it's to the bully at school, their sibling, the other parent, or even you. It will be apparent to them what this parent taught them. Grace, even if. If you have more questions about the gift of grace and or how you can receive it, please call us at 855-822-PRAY day or night. 
Do you know a fellow solo who could benefit from the information and inspiration shared here? Well, why don't you share this podcast with them? Let them know that it is on their favorite podcast platform, or they can find it on our website at www.shepherdsvillage.com forward slash podcast. Have a wonderful week, a happy Easter. And remember, it's a single mom thing and not the single thing that stops you. Thanks for listening to It's a Single Mom Thing. I hope you enjoyed our time together. If you have more questions on how to have a relationship with Jesus or need prayer, visit us at www.shepherdsvillage.com backslash prayer. For more information and resources, check out our show notes.